learning the the new layout here of uh, Blue Jeans Network. Uh, we are streaming live to Facebook, so hey to everybody watching on Facebook. I'm Ross Brand from LivestreamUniverse.com, and joining me is Mitch Jackson, and we'll get to a formal introduction in just a second. I just want to uh, check the layout here, make sure everything is working okay, and then we shall get started. Looks good. We're on the Blue Jeans Network. Again, I'm Ross Brand. Joining me is my guest tonight for Livestream News, Mitch Jackson. Mitch is an attorney at the law firm of Jackson and Wilson in Orange County, California. He's also the 2013 California Trial Attorney of the Year. He's been a live streamer, live video host and interviewer uh, long before it became uh, something that we called live streaming. And now uh, he hosts the show dot live with uh, Jen Hoverstead on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. He also has a new show coming out that we'll get into shortly. And he's been very active in the movement to stop distracted driving. And that's why we have him here on live stream news tonight because mitch is along with his son and the rotary club has been very involved in organizing in fact is the founder of the distracted driving awareness day which is tomorrow and i know mitch you've got some events and a show planned and a a big guest coming on uh, it's going to be very very uh interesting day and and really um a lot of times on live stream news what we talk about is technology and platforms and whatever but now you are actually making news with what you're doing and you've caught even caught the attention of cnn so i'll let you just get started it's so great to have you back on on uh, livestreamuniverse.com show and uh i hope everything's going well with you everything's going great ross and thanks for having me on the show you know i love what you're doing thanks for everything that you do to bring value to our live streaming community. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. And thanks for, thanks for reaching out and having me on your show tonight. Tomorrow's distracted driving awareness day, October 5th. It's something that the rotary interactors have put together. It's just taken off like wildfire. Uh, this cause, this movement has gone worldwide in 16 different countries. I've been told that to one of the States, and I'm not going to put it out there yet, but there's actually a state that's going to be uh, naming October 5th as the state's Distracted Driving Awareness Day. And we may get an announcement as to that as early as tomorrow. So there's a lot of good things and exciting things happening. And you have the show dot live tomorrow, uh, which you're going to focus on Distracted Driving Awareness Day at 4 uh, p.m. Eastern. It'll be on Huzzah. You also stream it to Facebook Live. And you actually caught the attention of C of a CNN anchor uh, will be joining you. Tell us, tell us about that. Well, we do. Well, we have a mutual friend, uh, Sue Chef, and Sue's very involved uh, both on social and in the live streaming community. But she's really passionate, passionately involved with our distracted driving movement. And her friend is uh, Kelly Wallace. Kelly Wall Wallace did this fantastic documentary. This this series on distracted driving for uh, CNN. A lot of you may have seen it last month. It was fantastic. So Kelly's shown an interest in what we're doing. She's going to be our guest with Jen Hoverstad tomorrow. 
on the show.live. And we can't wait to uh, talk to Kelly about her experiences with the people that she interviewed, uh, the companies that she, she came into contact with as far as offering different tools and devices to help protect people from using you know, these silly little things while we're driving. So right, it's, going right. to be a, it's going to be a fun show. And I think what we're realizing is with awareness comes a change of habit, comes a change in how we approach driving our automobiles and, and avoiding distracted driving situations. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about everything that we're doing, Ross, and it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun 24 hours starting yeah. right now. So how did you get so passionate about this issue? How did this issue become such an important thing for you to go public with, to talk about, to start a Facebook group and, and really make uh, an important part of what you do online? It's because of the people uh, that are watching the show right now, for example. We've got, you know, Barb and Chris Strub and Mike Sheehan and others watching for me, as a lawyer back in the day, Ross, the big the big problem out there was drunk driving. And whenever we represented a family who had experienced a loss, a death in the family because of a drunk driver, it really hit home for me because it's an avoidable type of situation. It didn't have to happen. And right. uh, we've watched the harm that it causes the family. We've watched the misery and how it just turns lives upside down. And and to be really honest with you, I think today's distracted driving situation, it's 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 the new drunk driving problem on the road. What a lot of people don't realize is that while drunk driving will injure about 290,000 people a year in the United States, distracted driving injures about 400 to 600,000 people a year in the United States. About two to three times the number of people uh, are harmed from distracted driving than than drunk driving, and people need to be aware of that. Each year in the United States, about 4,000 to 6,000 people a year are killed by distracted drivers. That's anywhere from eight to 15 people a day. Uh, many experts are saying these numbers I'm sharing with you are low because they're not being properly reported or recorded at the time of an accident investigation. So we've got a huge problem right now, but it's the type of problem where with education and awareness, we can prevent this problem from affecting your life and my life and my family's life by people driving around in a distracted type of environment. So for all of these reasons, we've gotten involved. And then what, what's really uh, fast forward to today, Ross, my son's the Inter Interact District Governor for our Rotary District. It's District 5320. And we have about 40 high schools here in Orange County that have interact clubs. There are 12 to 18 year old kids who are doing service above self uh, through their interact clubs and they do local, national, international projects. And each year in our district, we have a district project. And this year, what Garrett and his friends decided to do was to focus on the distracted driving problem. Uh, they partnered with StopDD.today and have uh, taken this message to their high schools to raise awareness, to educate, and to, and to try to save lives uh, through the Distracted Driving Awareness Program. And they started thinking about Distracted Driving Month, Distracted Driving Awareness Month is April. And the kids were talking about, well, this is a problem we have every single day. This is a 365-day-a-year problem, not just you know something that we need to talk about once a month. And so they talked about what would be a great day 
to try to formulate Distracted Driving Awareness Day. And they came up with October 5th. It's Walk to School Day. It's a date before the big holidays in our country. And so it's a great time to start raising awareness for distracted driving. So the kids got behind that, put together a distracted driving awareness program at rotaryinteract.club. And that's their passion. That's their mission this year in our district. And like I said, it's spreading around the country and it's spreading around the world. One of the cool things that they talked about is to help raise awareness tomorrow about Distracted Driving Awareness Day is to come up with tying a blue ribbon safely on your car, your truck, your motorcycle, your skateboard, your hoverboard. I saw a hoverboard the other day going down the street with a blue ribbon on it. uh, Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever, you know, the kids are excited about doing and what happens is it starts promoting and encouraging a conversation. Hey, what's that blue ribbon all about? And then they can have a conversation. What we're also noticing is that it reminds people who place a blue ribbon on their vehicle that they shouldn't be driving while distracted, specifically with a mobile device. So what the kids are telling everybody is, you know, please turn your phone off before you turn your car on. So it's kind of fun being able to work with the interactors. I'm I'm the I'm the interact chair this year in our district. So I'm overseeing everything we just talked about. So it's fun to work with the kids. It gives my son and I a chance, whether he likes it or not, to uh, spend more time with me. And then I think we're also uh, bringing a good message into the local high schools uh, for everyone to pay attention and to try to avoid situations where they're distracted driving. And what we've seen is teachers, admin, parents, older siblings, and younger siblings all watching what's going on. And we're having a conversation. And through that conversation, uh, awareness is developed. And through the awareness, we're getting people to change their habits. And so it's it's an exciting project to be a part of. And, and, and I appreciate you having me on tonight to talk about it. Well, I think it's fantastic that you, you know, you're targeting the younger generation because for years now, going back to when I was in school, maybe, you know, back generations before that, it was, you know, the message was very strong that, you know, don't get into a car with somebody who's been drinking. Don't drink and drive. Leave, give your keys. If, you, if you've had too much to drink, call a family member. They'll be happier that you called and came home safe than you drove, even if you weren't supposed to be out drinking, whatever. Right. Um, but I don't think that until recently, we've really drilled the message that, you know, if you're dri- if you if you're a passenger and you have a friend pick up the phone and start texting, tweeting, streaming while driving, that that's every bit that could be every bit as dangerous or more so. Uh, and, yeah, and yet that sure. is it doesn't sort of set the alarm bell off. Um, and, and so I think that's a big message to get to kids, not just yourself. Don't do it. But you, you're going to have to either speak up or not get in the car when you know somebody is a uh, a texter sure. or a streamer and driver. Absolutely. And Chris Strub, thank you for the kind comments, my friend. I also appreciate all that you're doing. And Nick Rishwain, you too. No, Ross, absolutely. It's a, it's a, It takes – look, you have to step up and be a leader, and you have to realize that it's just really, really stupid. It's inconsiderate. It's very self-centered to participate in distracted driving. And there are different types of distracted driving. Right now, we're kind of focusing on on this little bad boy right here because you and I are involved in social media. We're involved in live streaming. Our communities are communities where we have people that are that are distracted driving every single day. And it really bothers me that people just turn their heads 
and almost just ignore the fact that we have people out there Snapchatting and update their, updating their social media status and texting and speaking on their phones while they're driving. It's not okay. And I think what you're going to find is over time, um, the laws are going to get stricter and uh, people will be held accountable for the decisions that they made. We're talking about adults making intentional decisions. Right. Now, let's take a step back. Most of us have done everything I've just said. I know I have. And the key is I didn't really think about how dangerous it would be to hop in the car and maybe live stream when I'm driving into the office a couple of years ago. It just didn't cross my mind that I was being distracted. And so once it was brought to my attention, rather than fighting about it, rather than getting upset with somebody, I took a step back and I listened to what they had to say. And they right. were right and I was wrong and I changed my behavior. Uh, it doesn't matter what you and I did yesterday or what we did this morning. It's what we do, you know, right now and starting tomorrow with respect to distracted driving that's going to make a difference. Um, you mentioned something that I just wanna, I wanna come back to and that has to do with uh, people using their phones and texting while driving. What a lot of people don't realize you guys, and this is just, this is key, is that when you're on the cell phone uh, and you're driving, you're increasing your chances of having an accident by four times. Okay, by four times, and a lot of people don't know, know that. It quadruples your chance of having an accident. Um, that risk doubles when you're driving and texting. So now you're, it's eight times, uh, you have an eight times greater chance of being in an accident or having a collision while texting uh, than you would if you were not. I'll suggest that by updating social media, because of the engagement level of social media and Snapchat, Instagram, and live streaming while driving, that number's substantially higher. And so it's really important for people to be aware of the risk, not only you know a risk that, you're, that you may be exposing yourself to, but also a risk that you're exposing to innocent third parties, to people right. driving down the street, to kids crossing the street. I mean, honestly, it can wait until you get home. There isn't right, anything right. that's happening that's that important that can't wait until you get home. So we're really trying to raise awareness as to all of the above. Most people are receptive. Some people aren't. And for the people on social media that aren't receptive, you know, whether they have a psychological disorder and they think they're a better driver than everybody else or they just don't really care about everybody else, I would just simply encourage people after reaching out and depending on the feedback you get, if you don't like the feedback you're getting and they're putting you at risk and everybody else that you know at risk, you know, I would stop following them. I would even block them. I would stop supporting what they're doing until they come around. So it's a big problem that really people don't understand or appreciate at least fully until it happens to them, until it happens to somebody in their family or until it happens to somebody who they care right. about. So, yeah, that's why I'm so adamant about it, because I've sat across the desk uh, from families who have lost loved ones because of distracted drivers. I've sat across the desk and represented and I'm representing people right now who have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical bills and have lifelong bodily injuries because of some idiot who decided it would be a good good idea to live stream while driving. So I have right. very little tolerance for all of this. And my challenge, Ross, is I'm trying to take a step back and tone it down a bit, okay? And just <laughs> right, try, right. And try to share the information instead of being you know, the bad guy on the internet. But right. you know, the more I think about it, the more I, hopefully people will understand, you know, I'm not the problem. The problem 
is the people out there that are doing this day in and day out, and it's not okay. Where do you um, where do you cut? There's been some controversies like within the community. Some people feel like uh, people are calling people out, or people are, uh, you know, relationships are are getting uh, torn sure. or whatever. Do Do you feel that that's you know part of the cost of doing business on this issue, or do you think there's there's sort of a right way and a wrong way to go about that. Like, where do you draw the line? Because I understand that it's it is frustrating when you watch people who are seen as influencers, seen as leaders, some of whom are, you know, sure. very well known, well outside the live stream industry. And I think of one person in particular who for a long time was streaming with his kids in the car and things like that. I'm not sure. going to mention any names, uh, but it's it's somebody who's well beyond in terms of their their notoriety beyond this uh, our, our little right. community here. Right. And, um, you know, wh- where where is the line in terms of trying to influence people's behavior and then maybe well, not wanting to cost somebody a job or. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It just, it just let, it's just let just you know. What do you think? I mean, well, where, where do you be, think that line is? And let's be honest. I, I uh, some time ago, you and I kind of shared some private messages on what's the best way to handle some of these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we really, and you and I didn't agree on some of the things, and that's okay. I think it depends on the frequency, whether someone's uh, a random uh, distracted driver or somebody has an, an habitual problem with doing it all the time. Okay. Right. And, 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 you know, all of us may make a mistake and check a restaurant reservation every once in a while, as opposed to somebody that where it's part of their business plan. It's part right. of their daily life. And I see a big distinction between the two. Look, when I my analogy is if you see someone do something wrong, another adult, uh, whether it's commit a murder, whether it's selling drugs, whether it's sex trafficking, whatever it might be, I think as an adult, we need to step up. And we right. need to raise awareness as to this other person making intentional decisions that, that frankly are placing the lives of other people at risk and in jeopardy. And so my position would be if anyone out there sees somebody that's participating in distracted driving, you know, reach out to them privately if you know them. Right. Uh, share the information at stopdd.today or end uh, uh, org or itcanwait.com, three great websites and see if that helps change their behavior. And if it changes their behavior, that's fantastic, and let's bring them in, let's give them a big hug, and let's move forward with raising awareness. If it doesn't change behavior, if you get the middle finger, and they're not telling you you're number one, and I've seen that happen, (laughs) uh, if you get somebody that says, listen, if you don't like what I'm doing, just get off my stream, and I've heard about that happening to other people that have tried to step up and make a difference, Look, I have no problem with calling out an adult who is making an intentional, self-centered and reckless decision, placing the lives of other people at risk. That's how serious this problem is. It's not my problem for doing it. It's theirs. And they need to change their their behavior uh, so that they don't place themselves, their family members and other people at risk. But, yeah, it's a fine line and we're all going to have to figure it out together. Right. Some of us are more comfortable with doing it more so than others, um, you know, and I don't have all the answers. And I think it's something that we're trying to figure out together. And I think as a community, a caring community, I think this is something we can figure out together. Right. Um, right. I, I tend not to be a, a slippery slope 
person. I, I guess my one concern there is you, you're very bright. You're a very responsible person, a person who's dealt with these these issues. What happens when somebody else starts a movement around something that isn't a life or death issue and decides, OK, it's OK for me to call people out publicly, for me to shame people, for me to because I don't like something that they're doing and doesn't draw the line that this is this is this is as bad as if somebody's getting into a car drunk, basically. And and we'd have no trouble calling somebody out if they were streaming themselves somebody was streaming them drunk driving, you'd be like, I can't watch that person anymore. But, um, but, but there's, you know, so I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you that this is a, something that is unacceptable. Um, what I'm saying is there's a feeling among some people that like, where do we draw the line in terms of, do we doesn't publicly matter. call people out or not? Because somebody's going to take that power and do it for a lesser thing that, you know, Oh, I don't like what somebody posts on Facebook or I don't like somebody's political views or I don't like, sure. you know, something like that. OK, they should be ostracized as well. Right, But, one, but we're talking apples and oranges. Right. One has of course we are. And one has nothing to do with the other. You know, it's like if you and I were standing in, in front of my home and a drunk driver drove down the street while kids were outside playing, we wouldn't just look the other way and not do something about it. Um, when you say distracted driving is as dangerous as drunk driving, remember at the beginning of the show, distracted driving is two to three times more dangerous than drunk driving. Okay, so so the bar needs to be raised much higher when it comes to distracted driving. But what I was going to say is if we see a drunk driver driving down the street, we're going to say something before right. somebody gets killed. Uh, this is the same thing when it comes to distracted driving. Um, and I think that's where the conversation needs to be focused in on. Whether or not somebody online takes the, I'm going to call somebody out because they did this or that, they're reading Sports Illustrated instead of the Wall Street Journal, so I'm going to call them out. I mean, literally, it doesn't matter to me because that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And uh, so it's something we're all trying to figure out together. The person that needs to apologize for being called out if they're an habitual distracted driver is the person that's participating in the self-centered reckless conduct. It's not you and it's not me. The question is, why would you think it's okay to update your Snapchat every single day on the way to work? No, it's not. You know, (laughs) and it's not. So the problem's not with me or anybody in this community who's calling somebody out. Um, I was raised not to turn my head and look the other way. So if there's a pedophile down the street that I know is doing something wrong and um, I'm not going to sit there and just let it happen, I'm going to alert the authorities and make sure they investigate. If there's a distracted driver that's participating in reckless conduct, you can contact the local authorities and have them investigate uh, that person's conduct. If you're not comfortable with confronting somebody, whether it's you know uh, through private channels or publicly, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, contact your local police authority and have them check into it. There are all types of ways that we can help educate and raise awareness. And what you and I are talking about right now, I think, is the far end of the spectrum. It's an extreme. It's when things are really, really bad. Uh, at what point do you stop turning your head and looking the other way? And at what point? Do you, do you hold somebody accountable for something that they're intentionally doing? 
Right, right. And one of the one of the things that I've I've seen people push back on, and it doesn't really make sense, is they say, well, I mount my phone on my uh, car, you know, windshield in a way that I can drive and just talk and not look at it. I don't know anybody who can't not look at a screen that's in front of them at some point. Right now, it's one it's 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 hard enough when you had when we used to post our put our GPS up there. Right. That was distracting enough. I used to leave my GPS on the seat next to me so that I wouldn't be looking. So I, you know, I I find it hard to believe somebody's never going to want to look to see what the comment is. They're never going to want to look to see what they look like on camera. You know, I, I think that, you know, trying to do a broadcast and drive unless somebody else is holding the camera. Uh, I don't think you want to be doing that, right? I mean, and even there, you you probably don't even want to be going to that step, right? You you don't need to film yourself in the car. You don't need to to be doing a broadcast while you're driving. There's so many other great ways to do it. No, absolutely. And I'm uh, I'm in a different screen. Let me just come back. I'm typing into the chat. Hopefully, it'll uh, copy over. There we go. Yeah, Mike uh, Sheehan made a great point in the in the moderator chat. Um, I don't know whether you intended that just for me or not, but if you intended for everybody, go ahead and put that in the the event okay. chat. It's the one with the 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 bubble chat looking thing. <laughs> if you wanted to share that with everybody, but it was a, it was a great point, Mike. Go ahead, go ahead, Mitch. Okay, so my my link I just shared in the public chat, I believe. Yes. Study with yes. hands free devices. Okay, so. What people need to realize, and once again, you know, I'm just I'm just the messenger here. Okay, right. everybody needs to make their own decisions. What people need to realize is a study came out, and I've shared the link over in the chat. Uh, it's at bitly slash hands dash free dash dd, and what the study said is that Bluetooth use of a smartphone device, hands free use of a device in your car, it's not any safer. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what the facts are showing. As a matter of fact, it's showing that your your mind is distracted while using a Bluetooth, while doing the things that you just described, Ross, from anywhere from 22 to 27 seconds while you're driving down the street. At 20 miles an hour, uh, I think that, that the equivalent of 22 to 27 seconds is something like three soccer fields in length. Right. The average distracted driver looks down for about three to five seconds, and at 55 miles an hour, that's traveling the, the length of a football field while blindfolded. So if you look at the study and you really pay attention to the facts and the findings, it's not safe to use any type of mobile device in your car, hands-free, or right. with a Bluetooth. So, so the answer and follow-up to what you were commenting about is I would encourage everyone to just put their phone away while they're driving. Don't try to multitask while you're driving because something bad's going to happen. I've got a case here that I want to show you, um, and I want you to see what it looks like in all of our viewers. This is a public document. I don't know if you can see this, but this is what a $25 million distracted driving wrongful death lawsuit looks like. And we just filed this in the Orange County Superior Court uh, right. The defendant, the defendant had priors with driving down the freeway, doing 108 miles an hour while live streaming his speedometer, the traffic, his speedometer and the traffic. And in this case, 
he caused a collision which killed a grandmother. It killed a two-year-old granddaughter, and it injured a uh, eight-year-old little boy in the car who has about three hundred thousand dollars in medical bills, and it injured an adult mother in the car that has three or four hundred thousand dollars in medical bills. It turned right. this, it just turned this family's life upside down, and um, you know it's just not okay. It's not okay to do. Um, studies have shown that there isn't anybody that's capable of effectively multitasking with a smartphone device uh, or eating food or putting on makeup or disciplining their kids while turning their head and driving who can do it safely. So rather than putting yourself out there and putting yourself in the position of the defendant in this case, and by the way, Ross, I'm on the sidelines right now in this case because guess what? This guy's being this guy's being prosecuted for two murders by the Orange County District Attorney's Office. My right. involvement comes after the criminal case is done. And so I don't want to see that happen to anybody. Uh, right. And so if you're out there and you're trying to multitask and do all these things, I think what you need to really understand is that there are real world consequences for all of us should something bad happen. And when bad things happen, it happens that quickly. It's not something that you plan. So right. rather than put yourself in a position where this can can happen to you, I would encourage everyone to, you know, read the report that I've shared. Look at the resources over at StopDD.today. Um, look at the videos that are shared there, which are powerful. And then, you know, hopefully take a step back, change your behavior, change your habits. And guess who's watching you? Your kids, your family members, your friends, you know, be a leader and change how you go about doing things so that you're making their world better, too. And right. so that's why I'm so passionate about this is because it, we have the ability to really help a lot of people. All of us do. When I say we, I mean, we all have the ability to help a lot of people change their behavior and and make driving uh, walking, being a pedestrian, riding a bike, and making it safer for everybody. So why not do it? We're talking with Mitch Jackson from uh, Jackson and Wilson, an attorney in in Orange County. I almost said Southern California. You like Orange County, right? Which is Southern California. Um, and this is our first time uh, using the Blue Jeans Network, our first time going uh, to Facebook Live. So if you're watching on Facebook, welcome. Uh, you can join us and chat and even uh, raise your hand and come on air with us. If you'd like, you just have to follow oh, really? the link to uh, rossbrand.live, and that'll bring you over to uh, the Blue Jeans interface, and you can come in. And if anybody in the chat already, anybody here wants to uh, come on and ask Mitch a question, uh, just raise your hand. There's a little hand sign on the right side of uh your interface uh, below where uh, you have the uh, the camera and the mic and the uh, the little phone that tells you you can leave. <laughs> so just below that, uh, there's a there's a hand. So if you want to come on, ask a question, uh, just raise your hand and I'll see if I can figure out how to bring somebody on here. Uh, we're learning. Platforms are changing. Uh, if you don't mind, Mitch, we change directions just for a minute. I know you're using Huzzah and you're you're very happy with that that platform. Um, did you happen to take notice of, of what happened with fire talk and how they, they went about changing their, their policies? I watched all of you talking about it. I really didn't have too much time to, to look into the details. Was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? 
has it changed what you're going to be doing next? Yeah, I mean, I I I did not like that um, that that you know they 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 instituted this tier system, right? And rather than first telling people about it, Nick, I'm not seeing you. Um, let me see. I'm unmuting your microphone and your camera. There you are. Hey, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Um, so uh, real hey, quick, and, and Nick and Nick. Uh, experience this as well with fire talk basically um they did everything the wrong way you would do it right i mean everything backwards no communication no no tweets no blog posts no emails for approximately three months right and then you show up on your channel and you notice you're limited to 10 minutes no guests uh or one guest 10 minutes a day of broadcasting and there's a tier system and you can, but but you're not able yet to buy the product, right, or the subscription. <laughs> so I can't do more than ten minutes, but I also can't buy more time. <laughs> so that doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? No, so sir. Well, a day later, a day later, they or two, they emailed some of us, which annoyed me because I think they should have done it to everybody, which is why I'm not doing the show on fire talk even though they did email me and say you've been a valued user whatever we'll give you a 30-day extension um why didn't they give everybody a 30-day grace period let them know what's coming up and 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 then not cut off your access until they actually made it away made it possible for you to buy so that's my take on fire talk um i still have a channel there i still put my updates there but um for me to host shows there, things would, would have to change. They'd have to go about things a little bit differently. And I don't know what the plans are going to be, what they're going to cost. But I, I don't like the fact that they chose some people to give continued access and, uh, and others not when basically nobody can buy more access right now. <laughs> Does that not sound like everything uh, everything backwards of how you, how you do something? <laughs> it does. It does seem that way. There's no doubt about it. I, I have you. You've covered it. I have nothing more to contribute to that. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You, you know what's interesting, guys. And obviously, Ross is walking his talk by by having this show and inviting me on. I wish more people would spend more time wrapping their head around the dangers of distracted driving as they do focusing on which social media platform to use or what, or the changes right. in a live streaming platform that in the scheme of things, when it's all said and done, it just doesn't matter because platforms are going to come and go. Relationships can last a lifetime as long as those relationships aren't being, you know, you know, uh, terminated by a distracted driver while you're driving down the road. And you know, what's interesting, Ross is, uh, Nick and I also have shared thoughts on this whole issue. And right. he's, I think he's watched me try to evolve a little bit, maybe be a little bit more tactful about dealing with this distracted driving issue. And I hope it's shown a little bit, Nick, that I'm trying to accommodate, you know, the feedback I'm getting from the community with, with helping uh, the interactors share their message with the local communities offline. Most of what they're doing is offline. But there is a point, you guys, where when you know you're right about something and other people don't like it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the key is to keep moving forward. 
and to keep sharing your message. And, you know, the people that don't like it normally are the biggest habitual violators of an issue. In this case, it's distracted driving. So they're the ones that are getting pissed off about somebody telling them not to do it. They don't want to take down their hundreds of old videos. They don't want to take down, uh, you know, the followers that are following them each morning to work. But once again, that's not my problem. It's their problem. And they really need to just grow up and start handling themselves like adults. But Nick and I talked about this. And yeah. uh, and I listened to what he had to say. And I kind of backed off a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> well, in you know, and I I don't take a hard I, I Mitch knows I support what he's doing. I think it's incredibly important, but I don't take that real hard approach as to try and uh, Mitch, you're much better at that than I am. Taking the hard approach with people to change their their minds. It, when I get tough on an issue, I tend to make more enemies than you do. So it's like uh, I'm better. I made my share of enemies, buddy. <laughs> better off leaving it to people who are more tactful. Uh, but I wanted you, if you could, Mitch, to just to repeat those numbers between the drunk drivers and distracted drivers because i thought that was uh, pretty telling and i i felt like I, I felt like it may we may have glanced over it or i may i may have been doing too many things at once and only caught the tail end of that it's crazy it's crazy isn't it so the latest statistics that i've been made aware of is that each year about 290,000 people are injured in the united states by by drunk drivers Okay. During the same period of time, about four to six hundred thousand people are injured by distracted drivers, and authorities feel like that number is actually substantially higher. Wow. Okay, but when police officers investigate a collision, oftentimes they don't know if somebody was on a phone. They don't know if somebody was eating a sandwich. Um, so there's a lot of information out there which seems to give experts um, the impression that the numbers are substantially higher. Now, here's a number, here's a number, Nick, that blows me away, and I haven't mentioned it yet. Every single second during the daylight hours in the United States, there are about 660,000 people driving around the United States with a mobile device in their hand. Every single second, 660,000 people. And if you're one of those people coming the other way while one of my kids who both drive are on that same roadway approaching you from the opposite direction. Uh, Ross, to answer your question earlier, yeah, that's why I'm so adamant about this because it's inexcusable and it shouldn't be happening. So, you know, uh, scary numbers, huh? Those are scary numbers. And just a, a kind of a follow up to that, I was wondering, do you know what this, the laws are in California? Not, strike that, because we concentrate. Uh, I, I do want to follow up with that question, but um, we do know the kind of we we concentrate, and certainly your stop DD today concentrates on the digital digital devices. But the distracted right. driving really could be anything that takes your attention away right like you said eating a sandwich or or you know reaching for something i mean it, it, so distracted driving is really probably dominated by the digital devices but there are a lot of other items is that what you're saying a lot of other distractions that we're dealing with well the numbers i shared with you that 660,000 people a second uh having a mobile device in their hand that's, that's a mobile just 
I mean, you know, distracted driving can be people eating, uh, re looking over and turning the radio knob on a okay. digital device, uh, putting on their makeup, brushing their teeth, shaving, turning around and checking their child's seatbelt, uh, you know, talking to their children instead of paying attention to where they're going. It can be all the above. And uh, okay. my interest has to do with mobile devices, obviously, because I love tech and social and right. live streaming. Right. And uh, so it can be all of the above. You know, so why try to separate this? In other words, when we're in our cars, the idea is let's let's try to be safe and respectful towards other people. I'll let you guys in on a little exclusive this morning. OK, I'm going to expand distracted driving to distracted droning. All right. Uh -oh. this is, yeah. I mean, because this morning, everybody, I was out sharing the sunrise down at Salt Creek Beach on Periscope through my drone with my friends around the world. And I got wrapped up and looking down at my comments. Uh, and literally, I was looking at the comments, not paying attention to where the drone was. And the drone flew sideways into uh, a slope and crashed. And, you know, in the scheme of in the scheme of things, no big deal. The right. reality is that that can happen when I'm actually trying to pay attention to a flying object and I'm pretty good at flying that drone and an accident happened. Imagine if I was driving down the five freeway at 50 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour, looking down and checking my text message. The, the results could have been disastrous. And so that really, it really kind of bothered me. I thought to myself, I shouldn't have been doing this. You know, I should have been paying more attention. So it can happen to all of us. And, yeah. and Mike Byers and I have a, New show that rolls out on Thursday morning at 11.30. And the show is lawandorder.live. And what Mike, for those of you that don't know Mike Byers, he's a California police officer, and he'll be sharing his police officer uh, uh, knowledge. I'll be sharing my legal aspect of what I do. And we're gonna, going to be talking about different topics. And what we're going to be talking about on Thursday morning uh, at 11.30 is the process of what happens when somebody gets arrested for distracted driving, from the booking procedures to when they take you into custody, what Mike does to these guys and gals when they're in jail, what happens when they get out of jail and they see a lawyer and now they're in the civil court system or maybe the criminal court system. From arrest to conviction, we're gonna lay out the raw facts of what people are exposing themselves to when they, when they do this and they get arrested for distracted driving. And we're seeing more and more arrests each and every day. So I think it's gonna be kind of an interesting show that'll pull the curtains back and we'll get to ask Mike questions about what really happens in the jails. And then I can tell you guys exactly what happens in the court system. Uh, Nick's a lawyer, but for some people out there that aren't lawyers, you know, and you're not gonna like what you hear. You know, <laughs> that, that update you, you just posted on Snapchat, it wasn't worth it. But that's the message we're that's the message we're trying to get out yeah I was gonna say hi to somebody in the chat Claudia Santiago joins us I know she's been off from live streaming for for a week or so I'm, I'm glad to see you and hope you're feeling better and you know when you join from mobile it just says guest but mm -hmm. I, I read the comment and says hey Mitch I thought I like your thought of me writing and singing a song for stop DD woot maybe do something in Espanol too that could only be Claudia, right? It. It could only be Claudia. <laughs> so talented. <laughs> I, I think I just had one follow-up, and then I'll, and I'll bounce so that you guys can finish up. But, Mitch, can you tell us any legislation that you're aware of for criminal uh, 
criminal penalties for distracted driving in in California or and or civil. I, I mean, I know you're you're filing <laughs> civil suits on this, so I'm not yeah. sure civil laws need to be changed significantly. So I guess it's be more criminal in nature. So what we're seeing, Nick, is most of the laws, at least in California and most of the other states, are already written in a way where they'll accommodate uh, this type of conduct. Okay, yeah. it'll allow it allow a police officer to pull somebody over. It allow a district attorney to prosecute somebody for distracted driving. The distracted driving terminology may not be in the criminal uh, penal code section, at least here in California, but there are rules and regulations that, that give prosecutors flexibility. And the same applies in our civil court system. I will tell you, almost without exception, in every single state across the country, uh, laws are being discussed. They're being fine-tuned and written, and they will be passed to specifically deal with the distracted driving issue, just like they did with drunk driving. Yeah, okay. that's what I was kind so of wondering. Happening. Are they going to uh, accelerate the, you know, if you one time, second strike, so type of thing, if, if you're seeing anything like that, first strike, second strike, for the way that they're, uh, the way that they're, uh, graduated for each criminal offense of drunk driving. Are we going to see something similar for for distracted driving? And, and that's that's. I hope they do, Nick. And what Nick's talking about is oftentimes with drunk driving, and we have uh, boy, what's the name of it? Uh, there's a pro, there's a program out here. Actually, a friend of mine who's a judge set it up out here in Orange County. And what they do with first time drunk driving offenders is they educate them. And they, right. and they teach them the issues and they try to fix the problem because what people don't realize is when you put a drunk driver in jail, he or she loses their job. The income doesn't come in. By the time they get out, their problems are worse than when they were drinking in the first place and had these problems. And so right. it's an awareness type of situation. So, Nick, I'm hoping that with distracted driving, the same type of process applies. I think most people... Uh, most intelligent people, when they hear the facts, when they become aware of the risk, uh, they change that they can change their behavior and they're willing to change their behavior. Uh, if you have somebody yeah. that repeatedly makes the same mistake over and over and over and starts, you know, harming people or damaging property, I think you need to elevate the uh, the consequences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Maybe maybe I'll be behind some of that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Ross, hey, I don't know how to bounce out of here. All right, I'll, I'll try your best, or I'll figure it Thanks, out. But Nick, before you before you bounce, um, you're you've been co-hosting uh, Social Chatter, and you're changing times and platform. Tell everybody where they can find you and watch the show. Yeah, this is I I've just been uh, co-hosting Social Chatter with uh, Christian Karsevich, uh, and we're going to be doing it. Uh, it's his show. I'm I'm sort of filling in or or crossing over for Vincent Orlek. Uh, and we'll be on Huzza this Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Terrific. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Thanks guys. Nick. Good seeing you. Have a good Take one. Care. Good to see you. Bye-bye. And now we can see if I can figure out. Oh, there he goes. Okay. That worked. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting pretty good at this, definitely. Hey, uh, Nick, Nick took care of it. <laughs> so, you know, we, start, we started off um, talking about how, you know, your son and, and you and the Rotary Club all worked together to, to really do something positive to bring awareness uh, of this issue. I'm sure you have some some really positive stories about how you've been able to impact an individual or a group of people in, in talking about this. And, you know, no, no need to mention any names unless it's 
they would want you to mention their name, but can you share a story where you've raised awareness to somebody um, like, like Mike had said in the chat and sure. they actually turned around and said, you know, I, I, I wasn't really knowledgeable or I, I didn't really know what a, what a, what a jerk I was being by doing this. Right. It wasn't intentional. I just wasn't aware. And now that I know I'm, I'm going to change my behavior and thank you for pointing that out to me. Well, and I would say you're looking at someone right here. I feel that way. In other words, mm -hmm. you'll see posts at stopdd.today where I've talked about how the awareness level has, has changed my behavior. Okay. And um, yes, Ross, there are people over at StopDD who have shared stories in, in the Facebook page uh, about something that's happened and how the distracted driving awareness, whether it's through what we're doing or what Joel Feldman over at NDD.org is doing. And Joel was doing this long before I was. Um, and um, how it's changing lives. So Jennifer Hoverstead and I had a show on the show.live and an individual came on and actually we brought him onto the show and he talked about how the numbers that we shared and the statistics that we shared. And I think one of the police officers was also on the show talking about distracted driving. It, that show changed his behavior. Right. And we, we shared that video over at stop DD today. And so it's one of these things where a lot of people are closet distracted drivers. Okay. They pull up to a red light, they reach down, they look at their phone, no one's watching. They put it away. They look up just when the light turns green and they take off. And, and they're not going to share their stories publicly, nor do we really want them to or expect them to. That's not why we're doing all this. But I will tell you, each and every week, people are reaching out and sharing comments on Facebook at StopDD.today. Um, because of this video that, that somebody posted or because of a story that somebody shared, it's changed their behavior. And so that tells me that through awareness and through education, uh, most people are willing to change their behavior for the good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, and yes, I probably could rattle off 10 names for you right now, but just for privacy purposes, I don't want to. Right, right. So tell everybody where um, they can find their show and where they can find uh, links to uh, activities for tomorrow for Distracted, how they can get involved with the Distracted sure. Driving Awareness Day. So what would be really cool is everyone go to rotaryinteract.club, click on the Distracted Driving link. Um, on your way home tonight, if you haven't already, stop by Target or Walmart uh, pick up some blue ribbon and tie some blue ribbon onto your car, someplace where it's not interfering with your vision. It's not getting in the way, your motorcycle, your truck, your plane, your train, your surfboard, whatever, you, whatever your mode of transportation is and fly the blue tomorrow and take a picture, share it on social, hashtag stop DD and let's, you know, and you don't have to stop tomorrow. I mean, I've been flying the blue for the last week and a half, and it's really been a great conversation starter. And I encourage everybody to fly the blue each and every day. Each and every day. Um, we'd also like people, Ross, to you know participate and share resources at StopDD.today. Um, whether you're sharing a resource or picking up a resource, a video, a link there, and sharing it with your community, that would be great. 
uh, tomorrow on the show.live, like we've talked about at the top of the show, in case anyone's joining late, we've got Kelly Wallace from CNN. She did an outstanding documentary on distracted driving. Kelly's going to be our guest tomorrow and talk about some of the experiences that she's come across uh, as a reporter for CNN and while preparing her documentary. And then Ross, um, Thursday, Mike By Officer Mike Byers and I, you know, lawandorder.live. Everyone check out the new show. That should be fun. Um, people can go to, to streaming.lawyer for everything else to communicate with me. If they have an issue with anything that I've said, if they want to get more involved, but they don't want to put it out there publicly, reach out to me privately as streaming.lawyer. And, you know, together, the idea is to make our world a safer place and to hopefully get people to change behavior, change their habits, to turn their phones off before they turn their, their cars on. Mitch, thanks so much for uh, joining us here tonight on Livestream News. Our first time on the Blue Jeans Network, our first time going out to Facebook Live. Hopefully that all came together smoothly. Uh, Law and Order Live. it's 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, and it's uh, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on Thursday. Tomorrow, the show.live, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and it's streaming.lawyer or streaminglawyer.com. Either way, uh, we'll get you there, and you can uh, connect with Mitch, read his blog posts. Um, Mitch knows a lot about business as well as the law. Uh, we had you on to talk about football when the NFL went on Twitter. Oh, that's right. And, that's right. Uh, we remember we talked way back in uh, January, I think it was, we had you on to talk about um, starting a business online and what influencers need to know. So the only show you haven't been on yet is Ask the Expert. Well, we may have to do one of those, <laughs> dig deep into a legal issue or something. But uh, it's Anytime. always great to have you on and uh, appreciate all you're doing for the community and, and all the support you've given to so many of us who are uh, active in live streaming and uh, trying to build up, uh, you know, their programming and, and their audience. So thank right you so much you. and uh, look forward to uh, catching your shows and participating tomorrow. Ross, and thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mitch. And Jen Nelson and I will be on tomorrow on Twitch at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, talking about the creative side of live streaming. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Jen, J-E-N-N, -N, Nelson. And everybody, thanks for coming over for our first show on Blue Jeans and for watching on Facebook Live. And have a great night, everybody.